With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hey. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. And welcome back, Empty Nation, to the show. You are listening and or watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show, streaming to you live on social media at Show, and subscribe to our YouTube channel when you get the chance for all of our content there as well. Check us out after the show on your favorite pod streaming app and newly acquired. Just go to your Amazon App Store, and now you can find the MD's Fantasy Football Show Streaming to you live on Amazon, so you never have to miss an episode. You can throw us up on the big screen to see our both of our beautiful faces. And of course, when I say that, I'm referring to myself, Dan Mater, and joining me here tonight, we have Christopher Dowhauer. Chris, how's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty excited to do some DFS tonight. Uh, get some exciting, you know, fantasy stuff going versus my standard league going right now. That's not going so well. Yeah, this is the beauty of DFS, right? Because I mean, this week's been hell. Dalvin Cook's out, and Christian McCaffrey once again is out. We got four teams on by. This is the perfect week to be like, you know what? If my redraft league is up the crapper, we can go ahead and still have fun playing fantasy football. That's why we do the show on Friday nights. So we try to win you some money outside of your redraft leagues, outside of your dynasty leagues. We'll have Chaz Florida on the second half of the show to talk about our lock bets of the week. But guys, tonight is about the MD's DFS contest. I'll announce the winners of last week and the winner of the championship football prize for the November giveaway when Chaz gets on the show in the second half. So make sure you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, if you want to get things kicked off right for December, all you got to do is go to the link. It's on every single platform that we're streaming live right now. Hit that link. It is completely free. Fill out your lineup. And if you win, you win one week of easy sports betting data, and you'll get your name eligible for the monthly giveaway contest to championshipfootballs.com. And it's a really great prize, especially this month. We got Christmas coming up. It would be a little bit later, but it would still be a great late Christmas gift to be able to give somebody that maybe you forgot or to yourself, which is even all the better there. So hit that link there. It's in the comments below. We'll be posting it out all throughout the weekend. So, Chris, this is where I like to say, let's dive into your DraftKings lineup, my friend. 
because I think it's going to be some interesting. I think we're going to have some interesting mix here because there was a lot of names that were very valuable in different situations that you weren't necessarily banking on. So I'm curious to see what kind of lineup you put together. Yeah, well, as we were kind of talking about in the intro there, uh, DFS is a little bit more exciting. You have to worry about waiver wire, so you actually can take advantage of some of these guys being out versus them you know, being a detriment to you know, some of your lineups that are out there. So for myself, this guy is not going to meet any kind of uh, danger of missing this game. I think is in danger of kind of falling off track, but this game should get him back on track, and that's my quarterback, Lamar Jackson. I'm willing to pay big for the quarterback, $7,600. Quarterbacks have been kind of all over the place lately, but this is a guy whose floor I love. Over the last three games, Pittsburgh Steelers have got up an average of 195 yards rushing. Uh, a guy who I can rush pretty well is Lamar Jackson, so I'm looking for him to have an opportunity to kind of a big game here, and I'm willing to pay the price for him, say $600, like I said. Yeah, obviously there's been some struggles with Lamar Jackson as of late throwing the football down the field. I think the big key for him is going to be, is he actually over the illness? Because what stuck out to me in that Browns game, not it was sloppy play on both sides of the ball, of course, but he just didn't look like Lamar. He didn't look like the energetic Lamar that we've come to see, the high competitor. He blamed himself for a lot of it after the game, but he just looked like he didn't have the juice in that game we're used to seeing. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense... Let's face it, they've been a leaky faucet. You can do whatever you want against these guys right now. Probably no TJ Watt. We already know no Joe Hayden. So outside of Minka Fitzpatrick, they don't really have many playmakers going into this game either. So I like the play here. I'm kind of curious. Did you stack, not to get too far ahead of you, but did you stack him with Marquise Brown at all? I did not. I definitely considered doing so, but I went with the more of the idea that this is a floor game where I know these guys can run the ball no matter what. Passing, they might not have to. I know running the ball is not going to be a problem versus this defense. Okay, okay. What do you got next? So my running back position, um, the first running back I went with was a guy that's getting, to me, running back one value right now, and I'm taking advantage while I can, and that's James Conner. $5,900 is an outstanding price for an RB1, a guy who's going to be heavily involved in Arizona's offense and all you know, all facets coming off back-to-back 26-touch games, um, playing the Chicago Bears, whose defense is basically a shell of itself. He's had Robert Smith go on to um, – I'm sorry, Robert Smith's going to the IR. So they lost their middle linebacker as well now. So I'm excited to see what he can kind of do out there. $5,900 from RB1, I'll take it all day, every day. Yeah, James Conner. Look, this is last week as it gets to be an RB1, right, because Chase Edmonds is supposed to be back next week against the Rams anyway. He's the leading touchdown scorer in the NFL. And he can't go – $5,900, he's just continued to be underpriced. I don't know that's because people think that – while he's been getting the touchdowns, he hasn't necessarily been getting the 100-yard performances with the touchdowns, but this guy is a top-12 running back for me, and that's a great price tag for that. Unfortunately, I'm playing against him in a lot of my redraft leagues, but for DFS purposes, you can't really go wrong with a James Conner at that price tag, which he, by the way, falls in a long line of running backs that are in between that $5,000, $6,000 price range this week that I found a lot of value at. Yeah, don't forget, this week they're supposed to get Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to necessarily hinder this guy. And that should pick up their tempo. Them. That should pick exactly. up their tempo. You got opportunities for even more touchdown opportunities. And the thing you like right now for James Conner, he's being involved in the passing game as well and playing all three downs. Very few guys right now are playing all three downs, so if you can get that guy for that kind of price tag, to me it's worth it. Um, the other running back who's playing a true RB1 right now hasn't been on fire lately and hasn't really caught the field either. And that's Elijah Mitchell for $6,000 to the 49ers. No Debo Samuel to kind of steal some of his carries. 
Um, I think this team kind of showed you this is going to be running going. Their offense is going to be running through Elijah Mitchell in a lot of ways. Uh, just you know, basically electric last week. I think he's going to continue to be able to do the same thing versus Seattle. You saw Gibson have a nice game. You saw McKissick score two touchdowns. Elijah Mitchell has the opportunity to score and also have a nice break game rushing. And what you're loving is him kind of being involved in the passing game right now, particularly like I said with Adebo. Uh, I think this offense is going to be able to move the ball versus the Seattle team. And I love Elijah Mitchell for six thousand dollars. I do question how much he's going to be involved in the passing game this week if Jamichael Hasey, who's expected to be back, is in fact active and playing. But you love Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, again, I love him at $6,000 too. I have him as a very high-end RB2 with RB1 upside. You love the match against Seattle, second-worst team against the run. But the other factor is this. Because of the way Seattle's offense has been playing as of late, maybe they turn it on for a divisional rival game against San Francisco. Or maybe they continue to play the way they have been this entire year. Slow-paced, and that will just play more into the 49ers' hands. It will allow them to control the ball. And when they get to do that, we know Shanahan loves the run. And Elijah Mitchell has been fantastic so far this season. 100 yards and a touchdown is a very high probability for a guy coming at $6,000 this matchup. So I do like to play there as well. Yeah, and you have the 49ers team right now running the ball at a historical rate where they're actually in running, uh, you know, scoring neutral games, running the ball 65% of the time. So this team is absolutely committed to their run. That's runs, been their identity since they've gone on the winning streak. I don't expect it to stop now. Exactly. And as you pointed out, Seattle kind of struggled with offense. There is no reason for that to necessarily change. And he likes his home run potential as well. He's not just a guy who can kind of grind it out with touches. This is a guy who has big play ability as well. Agreed. Um, so another receiver talking about big play ability, I'm going with Justin Jefferson, paying $8,800 and paying up for the receiver, but I think it's going to be worth it. Last game versus the Lions, had over 120 yards. Uh, didn't score a touchdown, but still was very you know productive. But two weeks ago, this guy dropped 40 points. week before, had 25 points. DFS. So Justin Jefferson is a guy that, you know, you're loving the matchup versus Detroit. You're loving how the streak he's kind of on, and you love the you know ultimatum that Mike Zimmer kind of gave this offense a couple weeks ago about getting him involved. I don't have any concerns about them trying to run the ball too much. Justin Jefferson doesn't necessarily have to have lots of volume as long as he's involved in involved both, you know, all four quarters. This guy's usually going to have a big game for you. And last week, he should have had a touchdown and just kind of got robbed out there and wound up going Adam Thielen there where they tried it again on the second play. Yeah, you love just – so when we do our weekly lineups here before we come into the show and we're getting ready and, you know, we want to make sure we give MD Nation our plays because we have a lot of value to hopefully they'll be able to implement into their lineups, but also, you know, we're giving them the advantage over us as the hosts when we go into these tournament plays. They already know what our, what our players are going to be. In one of my many versions leading up to tonight, I did have Justin Jefferson in there because I do love the play. I don't want him having in my final version tonight, though. But, yeah. Justin Jefferson's been awesome. The one thing about Adam Thielen is that while he's been on a hot streak himself, it's been because of the touchdowns. It's not because of the targets. It's not because of the yardage. That's still been Justin Jefferson's domain in this one. You love the match against Detroit. Because there's no Dalvin Cook, they may open it up to play. They play action at a higher percentage without Dalvin Cook in the lineup, and that will lead to more bomb plays, particularly to Justin Jefferson against Detroit. So I do love the play there. Uh Kind of make me wish I had in my lineup, but there was a reason why I did not. So go ahead. Yeah, so then my next receiver is a guy that wasn't just looked like a receiver one last week, but I think has a receiver one for us, you know, potential this week again, and also got 10 targets. That's Michael Pittman for the Colts versus Houston. I love the matchup. Houston's not a defense that can stop anybody right now, particularly in the passing game. Uh, Pittman is that clear, you know, top target for this offense. 
last week, like I said, he had a kind of off game, but did see 10 targets, only caught four from 53 yards. But he kind of had a lot of plays that he left in some big yards. He left on the field with the drops and some misplays on his behalf. I don't think that's going to continue. That hasn't really been his M.O. for the last, you know, this year as well, for the most part. So as a guy, I love the upside, and I love the price tag, $5,700. I'm Michael Pittman, and I'm going the upside. Yeah. It's funny. So the weeks leading up to this week, in the last few weeks in particular, I've been talking about Michael Pittman as the guy that I've been consistently ranking as a mid-level wide receiver too, but with a lower floor expectation because up until last week, he had not been seeing the same amount of targets since T.Y. Hilton had been staying healthy and playing all four quarters. But last week, he gets 10 targets. Look, Jonathan Taylor might dominate this game. That could happen. But against Houston, you love the fact that the target consolidation is going to be around Michael Pittman and one other player, whoever that player is going to be. So you do like Michael Pittman here showing you last week he's going to get back to being the number one target receiver by a bunch. And Carson Wentz didn't have a huge game last week either. So I do like this match against Houston for Pittman to get back to his volume and to show you what he can do when he has a really nice matchup here. Yeah, and a chance that maybe you get a cheap touchdown or two based on this defense turning the ball over on from Houston and getting the ball back and you know, putting you in the red zone or easy opportunities for scoring. So I do like it. Like I said, I love the price tag. I'm excited by his upside of potential this week. Nope, I like I his think... Darnell Mooney. Yeah, so, Chris, I kind of froze there for a second. Chris, I was like, Chris, can you say that again? I caught the last end of that Darnell Mooney here. Give it to us that again. Yeah, so my next receiver is going to be Darnell Mooney, another guy I talked about. Uh, I'm talking about you know receiver ones. This guy has clearly been Chicago's receiver one. Al Robinson's kind of, won't be not playing again this week as doubtful. This is a guy who has been taking over that mantle over the last few weeks, especially with Andy Dalton as a quarterback. Then you add the fact they're playing Arizona, a team that has to have pace, is going to like to score the ball. You're going to need to be able to kind of match that up for Chicago. And one of the people who has been productive in the passing game over the last few weeks consistently has been Darnell Mooney. So for $5,600, a guy who has receiver one potential and all offense is going to need to be able to score points versus his defense. I'm like in the upside and I'm like in the floor as well. Yeah, don't watch the first half. Don't watch the first half. I don't know how much he's going to do that. But in the second half, when Andy Dalton has to throw the ball 40 times in one half alone, because that's how much I expect him to be down heading into the second half. Yeah, Darnell Mooney is going to, is going to definitely score. It's going to be between him and Cole Komet as far as like the lead targets on the team. Allen Robinson's not going to be out there. And I like Andy Dalton for Darnell Mooney as the starting quarterback, too. Remember, Arizona, they're not actually good against wide receivers. They get a lot of pressure, so their defense in general has been able to be decent. But their corners, if you give them enough time, can be taken advantage of. And I do think Darnell Mooney's in a position where he's getting... Keenan Allen level targets without Allen Robinson out there. We're talking te- we're talking 12 to 14 targets over the past three weeks or two weeks, I believe it is. So Darnell Mooney is definitely a nice play tournament and cash at again fifty six hundred dollars. Correct? Yeah, it's a nice play yes. there. Yeah, and you know you have the upside as well. This guy is kind of a speedster, but he's running the full route tree, and very very few guys are doing that right now for the, in the NFL. Right. Um, and my other and my tight end position. I'm going with Island the Foster Moreau, and Foster Moreau is going to be taking over this week for Darren Waller, taking on a Washington football team that has not done well against tight end position overall for the most part. And you see an offense with Derek Carr last time that he had this guy as his starter, threw the ball to him seven times for 70 yards, didn't score a touchdown, but you like the floor. And what you really like is the price tag for tight end for $2,700. 
So a guy who's absolutely going to probably be involved in the passing game, a guy that this, you know, Derek Carr has talked up all season long as a guy he really likes, particularly in the red zone. And then you have add the fact that you have a great price tag versus a good opponent going with uh, Darren, Darren Wall's replacement this week with Foster Moreau. So you have Foster Moreau. I have Foster Moreau. Everybody has Foster Moreau. Chris, we've talked about this show multiple times. Don't overthink it. If you have a free space like in bingo, take it. Because here's the deal about Foster Moreau. Even if he's, let's just throw out a, a catastrophic number out there, 90% owned in tournament leagues, which he might be. The reason is this, because of the $2,700 price tag that you're talking about, he allows you to do so many different things at that price tag with his, let's face it, two-touchdown potential heading into this ball game. It's worth taking that bingo space, putting it down, knowing that a lot of other people are going to have it, but then being able to be unique with the other really good players that you now get to choose from because you got to pay all the way down to the tight end position. So don't be afraid to do it in tournament leagues. I know everybody's talking about they're going to play Foster Moreau probably come hell or high water in cash. Don't be afraid to do it in tournament. If you want to pay up a tight end or go with a different option because you want to be contrarian, that's not a bad strategy, but you better hit. You better hit that price tag. You better hit all the other locations too because if you don't, now you'll be the one who's at the disadvantage to everybody else. So just kind of keep that in mind when you're filling out your tournament leagues this week with a Foster Moreau. Don't be afraid to do so just because you think everybody else is going to. Yeah, I think that's a wonderful point. And I think also we look at the, you know, just the Titans in general this week. Unless you're going to be pay up and for Travis Kelsey, who's been outstanding versus you know, the Raiders over the years, or you're going to be able to add a Gronk who's still at a good value of $5,300, one of the better tight ends you can buy. There's nobody else really that you can think is going to actually outproduce Foster Moreau either. So that's not just a matter of, you know, the price tag and everybody having them. It's a matter of you missing out on some, one of the guys who could be one of the top scorers at the position overall as well. No, agreed. There was a there was a lineup in which I was trying to make a lineup where it was it didn't have Foster Moreau in it, just to kind of see what we would come to. And I had Gronk in there. Gronk was the only other guy at $4,300. I think he's a good value for what he is. There's no Antonio Brown. It might be not Antonio Brown for yeah. the rest of this rest of the season is it 53 i actually thought it was 43 uh but in either case he's a very good value this particular week but you're right it's him and travis kelsey outside of that you can't make a compelling argument that any one person has more potential than a foss morrow again against washington he's got two touchdown upside uh so that's where you have to kind of contemplate it and then when you have a gronk in there well then i start looking at my you know my second and third receiver and my flex play and wasn't looking as luxurious as it could have been. Uh, so that's how you go with the Foster Moreau in that situation. But I, that's that's where I'm with you. That's why I think we had to make the point there. Um, so my other, uh, my flex position, I went with the value, and I went with one of the guys who I just, you know, love his opportunity and love the opponent they're playing. And that's Miles Sanders, $5,200, going with the chance that he's basically, there's no Jordan Howard this week. Uh, right. Boston Scott's still questionable. Even if he plays, I'm not overly concerned. This is the Jets. This is the team that you can run the ball. And, oh, by the way, Jalen Hurts is maybe not be 100%, so he might not steal all the yardage rushing. Uh, I love Miles Sanders' opportunity in this game, especially if he becomes that workhorse back. But what I really love about Miles Sanders is the upside and the price tag. So here's what I, I don't disagree with you on any of the points that you made, by the way. But here, here's going to be my interesting question to you. Do we see a flashback to the first month of football 
when it was Miles Sanders splitting time with Kenneth Gainwell. Because I agree with you, this is the clearest path Miles Sanders has had to being a workhorse back. But then I go back to him like, well, even if Boston Scott's not in the mix, they might still just bring in Kenneth Gainwell to split. We've seen that happen already this season. Yeah, I we have seen Kenneth Gainwell be kind of utilized, especially earlier in the season. But before Miles Sanders got hurt, that was kind of going away. That's why when Kenneth Gainwell kind of got started getting, you know, the process of being banished to the bench and not really being involved anymore. Miles Sanders was somebody that this this whole team was kind of beating the drum about utilizing more. And with between him and Fletcher Cox usage, it seemed to kind of ring the bell before the Detroit game. This team has been a completely different team at, since then. And if you look at it, both those guys were kind of the squeaky wheels who started getting, you know, fed in a sense. Miles Sanders did get hurt. Jordan Howard did take over. And when he returns, I think he's going to have an, you know, opportunity to steal some of the pie. But right now versus the Jets and Miles Sanders' opportunity, the upside, it's one of the healthier guys you have out there. And like I said, without Jalen Hurts, you don't have to worry about him bolstering your, your carries or your stealing all your RPO runs, quote unquote, as, you know, Sirianni was to point out beginning this season. So this is an opportunity for Miles Sanders, I think, to have a really big game and truly be that RB1, even if he is to split some carries or split some, you know, passing situations with somebody else out there. I love the price tag and I love the matchup, and I don't disagree. I just want to put that question out there, make sure it's clarified for everybody else. Yeah, no, it's a great point. Um, so my defensive position, I kind of actually had somebody actually to spend. Usually, you know me, like I try to kind of spend nothing if I can, because especially as of late, it's been paying off. Those you know, terrible, cheap defenses or bad matchups on paper seem to be paying off. But this week, I'm kind of going with the streak. I'm going Cincinnati with $2,800 <laughs> versus, versus the Chargers. Chargers have been kind of, you know, notorious for struggling on the road, particularly when they go out east. Cincinnati's not all the way east coast, but it is cold and it's going to be different weather for Justin Herbert, who has a propensity to kind of turn the ball over here or there. And I think Cincinnati's been in a little bit of a streak right now that when a few defenses have scored double-digit points in DFS back-to-back weeks. So I'm buying Cincinnati and I like the price tag $2,800. I laugh because I had them in my lineup literally moments leading up until the show. And I just I swapped it out the last second because I was trying to change up some things. I, I agree with you. Cincinnati, $2,800. People are going to look at the Los Angeles Chargers and they're going to say, well, the Chargers have firepower, but Justin Herbert's been a turnover machine. The Bengals defense in particular has been very good at home. No, I don't expect them to put up the gaudy stat line they did last week against the Steelers, but this is a situation where they should be able to get turnovers Oh, and by the way, unless you're rushing on the Rashawn Slater side, you can get pressure on the Los Angeles Chargers when you go to the right side, which the Bengals actually do a pretty good job of doing, by the way. So, yeah, I like the Bengals there at $2,800. I think that's a nice that's a nice value. Yeah, don't forget, two weeks ago, it was the Raiders just the week before where they had double digits, and that Raiders offense did nothing versus this defense. Yeah, they've been an underrated defense all season long, as I've tried to point out as much as I possibly can. All right, so what we're going to do now, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we'll go over my DraftKings lineup card, and then we'll have Chaz Florida on for the second half of the show to talk about our lock bets of the week. So everybody stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We'll be back right after this. MD Nation, we want to welcome in a new sponsor of the show called Props Fantasy from PropsFantasy.com. Props Fantasy is a website and app which allows users to import their season-long fantasy teams to challenge other season-long fantasy teams. Their crucial difference is that you can challenge other teams that you are not playing in your league that week or aren't even in your league or not even on the same platform. The idea behind Props 
Fantasy is to let casual season-long fantasy players use the teams they already have to engage in daily fantasy-type contests for winnings. Users can wager anything from $1 up to $1,000 on a head-to-head challenge. Props Fantasy even harmonizes the scoring. If you are in a PPR league and your opponent is not, Props Fantasy will default to a half-point PPR or you can manually adjust it. They also handle things like standard lineup versus super flex. Their developers are fantasy football diehards and have thought of everything, including IDP. So if you think your season-long team is not just the best in your league, but the best in all leagues, this is your chance to find out and win money when you sign up for the Props Fantasy app today at PropsFantasy.com. So join in on the fun. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. And welcome back, MD Nation, to the show. You are listening and or watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show, streaming to you live on social media at Show, And, of course, on YouTube, please subscribe. Check us out on your favorite pod streaming app after the show and download us on your Android or Amazon Fire TV stick or tablet device. Go to the Amazon App Store. Look for the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Take up the app channel. You'll catch every single one of our shows live and or whenever you want to watch it up on the big screen TV. So check us out there, too. We're going over the MD's DFS contest. Chris and I talk about our DraftKings lineup cards. We just went through Chris's here. Now we're going to go through mine. And Chris, a little refreshing thing. We actually only have one player that's going to be the same in our lineup. So let's see what you think about what I was able to put together. And like I said, it was literally moments leading up until the show. I kept shuffling around. I couldn't make up my mind this week. But first and foremost, I went with Derek Carr at the quarterback position at $6,000. He is my QB six this week, and he's a steal at six grand. So I had to go with Derek Carr. There's no other way around it. Washington is the worst team against the quarterback position. So you like that aspect of it. We saw Derek Carr light up the Dallas Cowboy defense without Darren Waller for the most part in that game. So I'm not worried about Darren Waller's absence in this one either. So tell me what you think think about Derek Carr. Yeah, I think Derek Carr is one of the safer guys that you can play, particularly at the price tag that you talked about. This this week, quarterbacks kind of iffy with lots of different situations. And I think that Derek Carr is one of those guys that you can pretty much bank on what you're going to get. You're going to get a guy who's going to throw for around 300 yards. And what you're hoping for is multiple touchdowns, and that's been the key right. for Derek Carr's production. Are you going to get the multiple touchdowns, or will you not? Reds, you know, Washington football team has been a team that has been running the ball a lot and trying to control the clock and kind of you know keep teams off the field. The Raiders, you like to run the ball as well. So your only fear is basically that you might have a little bit of a limit to his ceiling, but you do love the floor when Derek Carr is out there. So obviously we both mentioned we have Foster Moreau. So obviously I have the stack between Moreau and Derek Carr, but I took it a step further. I triple stacked this game. I went Hunter Renfro at $5,800 without Darren Waller operating in the middle. I know Foster Moreau's there, but without Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro will just eat more targets in this, in this game. I guarantee he gets you double digit targets in this matchup against Washington. And in this DraftKings PPR league at $5,800, he has the safest floor, I think, to match the price tag that has set with him. We saw last week he's able to go to 100 yards. He's been a very consistent wide receiver. He's been a, a solid wide receiver, too, with wide receiver one upside over the past three weeks. So, yeah, I want the triple stack all over the Raiders, dumping a con- all kinds of points over Washington. So, Hunter, Hunter Renfro, Foster Moreau, and Derek Carr. 
What do you got there? Yeah, you talk about wrestling around with your lineup and for the you know show. One of the guys I kept having in my lineup and I have in other DFS leagues is absolutely Hunter Renfro. Basically, this guy is you know a junior version of Cooper Cup right now. Um, the guy's being able to be you know highly productive, is involved in week in week out since you know Ruggs has been, you know had a sad situation that kind of occurred, and as a result, Hunter Renfro is already David Carr favorite target. Has his clearly basically had a role established for him for week in week out. He's going to get tons of volume. You're going to get tons of opportunity in, in PPR leagues, which DFS is obviously is. And you have a guy who's actually scoring touchdowns as well. I mean, you've you got all the best of all the worlds where you have an absolutely great floor and a guy who can have a high ceiling. Like I said, you know, in a lot of ways, on the BF, BUFL show on Tuesday, I was saying, you know, Hunter Run for the new Cooper Cup race must start right now in PPR because he's been so productive over the last few weeks. Well, since you mentioned Cooper Cup's name, I also put him into my lineup at $9,000. That was why I didn't go with Justin Jefferson. Now, it's been a few weeks since Cooper Cup has actually put up one of his big 100-yard, two-touchdown performances games. But I talked about this in yesterday's show. Go back and check it out in your favorite pod streaming app if you missed it. When we're talking about the late slate of matchups. And I said, look, when you get a matchup like Jacksonville, you have two thoughts in your head. You have, oh, juicy matchup. On the other hand, it's like, oh, well, wait a minute. They could just use the run game and win the game and not have to do too much to win the game. But because the Rams have been on a three-game losing streak and I think have to do something to get their offense sparked before they go up against Arizona next week in Week 14 on Monday Night Football. And by the way, while they still think he's going to play, OBJ did not practice at all this week. So even if he plays, I think he's going to be a bit limited out there. This is a game for Cooper Cup to get back to his 100-yard double-digit, or not double-digit, but couple-of-score touchdowns in this match against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's why I'm willing to pay all the way up. And I don't think a lot of people are going to pay up for Cooper Cup this week because he has been putting up those huge performances over the past few weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think you're making a great point. When you talk about a guy who's absolutely outstanding floor, his bad games are still in some, some guys' you know, best games of the season in a lot of ways. You have no question about the volume going to be there no matter what. What you are hopeful is you're going to get some more opportunities in the red zone. As you talked about, this is a perfect game for him to do that. Not only are you going to play against a defense, I mean, against an offense that's basically struggling to score, an offense that turns the ball over, giving you more opportunities to score points, which in theory, you talked about, you know, kind of worried about them getting up and being able to run the ball. I think if you've seen, you know, pay attention to kind of McVay teams and the Rams over the last few years, particularly this year as well, they, when they try to – beat you they try to beat you early and fast so when they get up cooper cup's going to be one of those guys who's going to be really aggressive in the beginning he can easily go for 150 and score two touchdowns or three touchdowns in only three quarters of play so that's where you're excited about this because you're also placing an offense not only can struggle score but allows to play with pace so you've got two teams that love to play with pace in this game on well as well you have a lot of upside for guys that get some of the numbers you're looking for love it i love it and i'll just cap off the wide receivers and then go back to the running backs I took the Houston killer. He's only $4,400. Now, there's only a few receivers this week that are under that $5,000 price tag that actually have upside. T.Y. Hilton is one of them. You like Michael Pittman? I think T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman can both have really big games in this one, especially if Houston's able to keep this thing close, which they've been surprisingly able to keep some of these games close of late anyway. I think there will be more ample opportunity. We saw Hilton... Last three weeks, he's been able to get through the game without getting injured. That's that's a plus when you're talking about T.Y. Hilton. He scored last week, so now he's finally starting to get more involved into the offense and not just be in there on third and long, which is kind of what was happening lately. 
and he's ready for this game. Did you not see him on Twitter? He's all amped up. He's leaning in to the Houston killer nickname. I love it. So T.Y. Hilton, $4,400 to round out my three receivers. He's my big contrarian home run play of the week. Yeah, you like the guy who has absolutely been the Houston killer throughout his career, has his best game this season versus this Houston defense. And he talks about kind of whether it's going to be him or Pittman, and you talk about both of them. I absolutely think that can be the case. T.Y. Hilton has some big plays. The only question I have for T.Y. Hilton is you're a little bit worried about the floor is how much volume is he going to see in the past game in general. But I love the big play opportunity. You have a little bit of concern that it may be a game only has three or four catches. So other than that, I think that, you know, it's, you talked about it being a contrarian play and the home run threat opportunity. I think as it is, I think there's only a few guys, him, Deshaun Jackson, maybe Josh Reynolds, that are underneath that price tag you're talking about that you can throw out there and have a, a shot that actually can produce for you. Yeah, that that's why that's what I'm looking at for that. Oh, it looks like we kind of lost Chris there for a second. So I'm just gonna keep going on my lineup and hopefully we get uh, Chris back sometime soon. But my running backs, let's get into that for a little bit. Alexander Madison. Now, Alexander Madison, believe it or not, might be more of a contrarian play than you would think. Why? Because he's listed at seventy six hundred dollars. So they had him priced up near the Dalvin Cook range, even though. You know, usually in this type of in this type of situation, we have him at like six thousand dollars, maybe even fifty eight hundred dollars, but not not this week. He's at seventy six hundred dollars, which is kind of why I liked him a little bit more. Believe it or not, having to pay up for him, and that's why Alexander Madison is against Detroit. He's my top five running back going into this week to begin with. I love his upside. So yeah, give me Alexander Madison seventy six hundred dollars. I'll keep this thing rolling along. Antonio Gibson, he's only fifty seven hundred. Antonio Gibson's in a situation where we might finally get what we've wanted to get out of him when we drafted him earlier in the season. When J.D. McKissick was, you know, hopefully he was going to take a back seat. But now this week, not only is Antonio Gibson since the bye dominating in touches, but now we saw last week without McKissick, he might be in line for five to seven targets. He's at $5,700. He's playing against the Raiders. So, yeah, I'm going with a skinny stack here because I already have three Raiders, and now I got Gibson going back the other way with his big opportunity to show that he can be the workhorse back. So, Chris, my first running back was Alexander Madison. My second running back is Antonio Gibson. Just give me your quick thoughts there. Yeah, Alexander Madison's the guy I think that everybody has to keep in mind this week to play. One of the you know, those guys you talked about, those obvious guys you can check off and throw in your lineup. You love the opportunity versus Detroit. You love what he's been able to do with his, in the past with his opportunity. And then I think Gibson's the one I really love. That's um, <clears throat> another guy I have a lot of – I didn't have my lineup this week or in this for this lineup, but I have all over the place in my other leagues this week because I love the upside without McKissick. You love the involvement you've seen over the last few weeks, as you talked about. And I think you also love the matchup. The Raiders have been horrendous versus the running game this whole season. Some of the teams that had their best running back opportunities have been against this team. So you're looking for the upside as well. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Go to my flex position. I went with Jamal Williams at $5,400. I love running backs who are in line to get all the work, rushing and receiving. Look, the Detroit game plan is not going to change. It's all going to revolve around the running backs. So give me Jamal Williams. We've seen him in this situation before when he's in line for all the work and him being able to produce. Love him at the $5,400 price tag at the flex position. Yeah, I think him and Madison are two obvious guys in the running backs this week that you can kind of plug and play. When you talk about guys who can be RB1s and have that potential and opportunity in your life from their price tags. So I think you point, you picked up both of those guys, and I think they're great, great plays. You love Williams' involvement in all three phases. You know, he's been going to be out there no matter what. And this guy that you you have a good floor and have a good ceiling, but I think you're a little bit worried about it's not the big play necessarily, but you look at, you love the matchup versus the Vikings. So it's a great play for $5,400. And I paid up at defense. I usually don't like to, but it was too good to pass up. I had to go with the Dolphins against the Giants and Mike Lennon, as we now know, with no Daniel Jones. With as aggressive they've been playing, all the sacks and all the turnovers, I love the Dolphins at $3,300 this week. Yeah, a little bit expensive. And I mean, I don't have the money enough to play for that defense, but if you have the money left over to pay for that defense, one of the best ones to pay for this week. Uh, one of the hottest defenses out there. Dolphins have caused turn and caused turnovers, getting sacks. And you love the matchup versus the Giants and the backup quarterback. Great play. Before we kick it a break, Chris, we do have a question coming in from Dan. Okay, boys, your thoughts on taking Hilton, Metcalf, and Jefferson, who sits the obvious one, is Hilton. Again, in redraft leagues, which is what this question is, you're playing Metcalf despite what's been going on. He's still a big play man. He still has the best talent of this team. You cannot sit a guy like DK Metcalf. Yeah, especially when their coach is talking about and their offensive coordinator talking about getting him involved in the offense. Yeah, there's Don't definitely worry. gonna be a focal point this week against San Francisco. Uh what we're gonna do now though, take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, Chaz Flory's gonna join us. We'll talk about the lock bets of week thirteen and announce the winners of last week's MD's DFS contest and the November giveaway. So everybody stay tuned to that. We'll be back right after this. It's the holiday season and you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer. Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. So get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butt, and your body, and the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. Let's not forget the famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The dads can't stop talking about this. The teens secretly buy this, and the women will love you for it. Get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. 
Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. And welcome back in MD Nation to the show. You are listening and or watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show streaming to you live on social media at Show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on your favorite pod streaming app. And most importantly, download us on the Amazon App Store, the MD's Fantasy Football Show app channel. Always catch us live on there or whenever you want to on the big screen TV. I'm your host, Dan Mater, joined here with Chris Dowhauer. We just talked about our MD's DFS contest DraftKings lineups. And now we can enter in Mr. Chaz Filardi from Sports Betting Weekly. Chaz, how you doing tonight, man? Well, technically, you could have entered me in earlier. I just would have sat and nodded a lot. <laughs> this, this is true. Chaz likes to hang out in the green room. He, like, I think he likes to actually hear Chris and I talk about fantasy. Like, he likes to dabble in it. Maybe maybe one day he'll actually get into it. He's just taking no, notes no, no. in the back. Understand. <laughs> For eight years now, I've been listening to handicappers. You got to listen to what they say. But you got to translate it sometimes. And when you're dealing with personnel levels which is fantasy it's important because fantasy guys are the first guys to know about injuries i mean really they're more more than sports fantasy guys are the first one to know about injuries and we talked about it dan with you sitting there during the week you know looking for as soon as you could find something you make your play you said and then you tweet it out (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) papa gotta take care of himself first that that's that's first and foremost you know what I always tell people in the airplane, what did I tell you? Oxygen mask on first. That's right. Patrol mask on, patrol mask on first. Get up and take care of you. <laughs> hey, Chaz, did anything uh, stick out to you this weekend? What are you most excited about the bet this weekend outside of the NFL? Let's start with that. Oh, oh, I have, I actually have, you know, it's the holiday season. Right. So I'm not doing a Saturday show this week, but I do normally a Thursday show, a Friday show, and a Saturday show. So, you know, my. Sometimes my family gets neglected, but I love them very much the rest of the week. And so I'm at happy hour with my pad, and the lady, the bartender, says, are you staying for cheesecake? I said, it's a Mexican place. Normally they don't ask you, are you staying for cheesecake? Her uh, boyfriend's son's birthday. It's like he's six, and they're coming in. They're going to sing a birthday and have cheesecake. So we're invited, but I got to go back, and I showed her my notes. I said, I got notes for the DCs. I got to get back. <laughs> I got the fantasy show to do, so I I I, I just really enjoy uh, very much talking about um, anything to do with some type of gambling. I don't want to sit and listen to bad beats. I lived a right. couple of those. I don't care who's coaching who next year. And and ironically, as you guys know, and we we talk about it, Dan, with the Easy Sports data, sometimes. Those trends go from coach to coach. They're organizational deep because the maybe it's the athletic director who's the idiot. <laughs> the athletic director, the owners, somebody. They, they, you're right, though. They do sometimes trend, and it doesn't matter if you have a completely different philosophical coaching change. It can trend anyway in the same direction that team was going to begin with. It's amazing. I, well, I definitely I'm agree with talking you. talking about bowl games. So when we come up with the easy sports data for the bowl games, it's a separate, separate report. So we're going to give you – here's what we're going to give you. Uh, once the bowl games come out, we're going to give you the report that shows you every single game, home and away for two years. Then we're going to show you the away or home games 
for that. But bowl games are neutral games. Bowl games are neutral. So bowl, bowl games are uh, – today is neutral, right? Tomorrow is neutral. Yeah. These are all – we treat those as away games. Neutral to me means you ain't sleeping at home. That's right. an away game. And the only difference is – so we're showing both teams when it's a neutral uh, joint, we're tr- showing both teams as away teams. But – with the bowl games, we go into the bowls and and how many times you see trends that are eight, nine bowl games. And that might be over 18 years, you know, or whatever it is. We've only got 12 years of data, but 12 years of data. And how many coaches is that? And 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 they're under every single bowl game or they're over. Oh, Utah just scored. I just cashed three tickets. There you go. There it is. That's the way we actually got the show. I don't know if you guys caught us Thursday because, you know, we were off for Thanksgiving. We cashed like nine out of the ten plays that we had. The only play we lost on San Jose State. No, San Jose uh, Sharks. Two and a half goals or more. That was it. We cashed every other thing. And it was funny because Mo came in and did a a spot. And he liked Dallas and the over. But my play was the under. So I said, no, I I can't do that. But But I'll bet Dallas. So I played Dallas. And of course, you know, that worked out really well for me. It did. It did. Here, Chaz, I'll give you this. Excellent. So I, I am sitting here with CFL playoffs, NCAA conference championship games, and an NFL data program that is now showing guys five and six games, both home and away. It's very valuable information this time of year. I'm right. a, I'm Which a, you, I'm by a, the way, should have pretty much. Yeah, you are. Which, by the way, if you go to bellyupfantasysports.com, you can sign up for this. You don't have to wait around to win the MDZFS contest, although we want you to. We want you to participate. But you can go ahead and purchase it on the bellyupfantasysports.com website. I believe it's only, what, $16.50 a week? Well, here's the thing. Listen to this, right? Sure. You can save 33% at championship footballs, or you can spend 16 bucks, win the contest, and get a free ball for 16 bucks. <laughs> That's the way to go. You'll afford it. By the way, though, you mentioned it, 33% off from now until the Chris, until Christmas Eve, I believe it is, right, Chaz? If you use the promo code BELLYUP, Chaz is going to give you 33% off of the championship football from championshipfootballs.com. So make sure you guys go ahead and check that out. All right, Chaz, I want to get in some betting here. Let's win some guys some money. So first up, I think this game is going to be heavily bet on because it's a heavy favorite. They typically are. So I want to get your, your data points on this. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus 10.5 on the road, going into Atlanta. The over-under set at 51. That line continues to climb. It was at 49, then at 50 last night. Now it's up to 51 today. So people are betting heavily on the over. I, however, am on the standpoint of I'd rather just take Tampa Bay minus 10.5 because I do believe they'll win by two touchdowns. But I'd love to see what you have on this game. Well, I did something a little different for us this week. I went through every single game, every single NFL game, every single first quarter, first half, you know, that, that whatever, that spread that I do for, because it really is. It's every segment of every game. And I said, I'm going to give me the, oh, my gods, the OMGs. I'm, I, so I, re, I came up with a list, and I got the three, six, nine, about a dozen of them. These are, oh, my gods, that things that blew me away. And sure enough, this game was on there for two of them. In the games... Tampa Bay scores 27 points in six to seven. And when you see it in the numbers, you know, you see, you see the NFL teams and what they're scoring. Some of them yeah. are horrific. Atlanta's got a shot. Mo told me Atlanta's got a shot for the playoffs. They went two games. They scored three points or something like that. <laughs> I mean, 27 points. Atlanta, 
In their last eight games, which is a good chunk of this season, in the second half, they've lost against the spread every single time. Every single time. Eight for eight. When you see trends of eight guys, that's not an accident. Right. I like it. Chris, how about you? Are you on the board? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you about the, the under. I'm not super high on the going over in the scoring, but I'm definitely high on going to Tampa Bay. Double did you when I buy on Tampa Bay? <clears throat> Was it a cover by 11, 10 and a half? 10 and a half, yeah. How about the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Jets? We, we, Chris, you and I talked about Jalen Hurts and what exactly he's going to be, even if he is out there. But if he's, even if he's not, this game is minus seven right now. Philadelphia heading into New York. The over-under set at 44 and a half. So we're not expecting big points here. Those two things usually don't jive. When you have a big point spread but a low over-under, that's normally not a good thing. But we are talking about the New York Jets here, so anything is possible. I'm actually going to say no contest because I could see the Jets covering here, even though they shouldn't. I want to see what Chad has to say. Well, and again, I've got whatever those dozen were. So not every single because there's 30 something teams. I only got a dozen points, but I'm going to let you bring up the games. I'll say if I don't have any. in that game, here's what I got. I got the Jets in 10 of 11 games in the first half. So that's the whole season pretty much have scored 11 points or less every single time. Here's the problem, guys. They make the over-under 9.5, so that data doesn't help you any. And that's the problem with data. Data is only relevant to what it is. So technically, I, I, I'm a walk away in that game as well, but it's hard not to bet against the Jets and, and, and feel like you're going to lose, right? No, agreed. That's why it makes it tough. Chris, how about you? You got more balls than the rest of us? For Man I do. I'm going to bet against the Jets, and I'm going to be sticking to it. I think the Eagles had a kind of a, a horrible game versus the Giants. I think it's a bad matchup for them versus the Giants versus the, a Jets team that has not played good defense and didn't really do a whole lot offensively either. I think the Jets team's going to really struggle against the Eagles. Well, Chris, remember, too, Chris, how that NFC East conference is. It's amazing how they could beat each other on any given Sunday. Uh, the Dallas could be 11-1 in a year that Philly's 1-10, and they beat them. That's just how it is. And this is the Jets, and they're not in that division. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Not, even, not even the conference. Well, I just I just think you saw what the Eagles are capable when they played Detroit in the team that they were definitely better than. I think this is a lot matches up very similarly. So that's why I think they can definitely beat the Jets by double digits. Right, I'm glad Chris is confident because I want to be confident betting on the Eagles, but it's I feel a little hairy about it unless I know for sure Jalen Hurts is going to play. Maybe once I know he's activated, I'll go ahead and double down on <laughs> the game. Uh, let's talk about the Colts and the Houston Texans. The Colts on the road. A lot of road favorites this week. Colts minus 10 against Houston. Houston's been a prickly little stubborn team against the against the spread as of late. So it's a minus 10. It's a big spread over under 44 and a half. So another low over under with a big spread. Chaz, what do you think in this game? I got to take the Colts because I'll say this real quick. I got to take the Colts because of how well Jonathan Taylor has played. He can dominate by himself and they can ice this game early in the second half. So I will take the Colts minus the 10 points here. And I will take the over because I think Houston will be able to score enough to get this game over the 44 and a half. But what are you seeing? Well, I, I believe that anybody that takes the time to listen to you guys is going to be much more wiser in their in their fantasy. And, and so I'm going to try to help on the sports betting side. So you, Utah just intercepted a ball with nine seconds. So nine seconds left. The Oregon kid tries to throw a pass. He's falling out of bounds and he gets it, throws it inbounds to the Utah guy, hits him in the hands. 
So they end up getting a field goal. It was 23 nothing. And I'm telling you right now, if I'm not paying attention during the next few minutes, it's because I'm betting the over in the second <laughs> half of the Oregon-Utah game. And Love that it. one is – They call them second-half chats for a reason. Very <laughs> So, so you were talking about the Houston Colts game, but but what do we talk about with the Colts every week for how many? I, I talked on, on our show Thursday. I, I I'm twelve and two betting the team total over for the Colts. One of them, one of the losses was they covered in the first half and they didn't score again. I forget what game that was, and one of them was like a long, long time ago. Because right, you've seen the Colts; they may not win every game, but they score points every single game. And, and Mo is actually a Colts fan, so. On the Mo Radio Show, he covered the Colts. So the locker room kind of covered the Colts. And, and so they're his team. And he said that to watch their, their, their MVP candidate sit on the bench for a whole quarter just ripped his heart out. And then I guess the dude came back and, like, tore it up again, right? So they didn't play him for a big chunk. And then he came back and got, like, 80 yards, but they ended up losing. Um, I went to the jacuzzi. It was three points for the Colts. I came back from the jacuzzi. Um, they were 17 points, and I had cash, so I went back to the jacuzzi for the entire game. So you're going with the Colts. Uh, Chris, how about you? Yeah. Chad's got me over here wanting to get the jacuzzi and eat some cheesecake. Um, yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're freezing our nads off over here in the Northeast. <laughs> I'm up for almost anything, but I'm not sure if I'm going to cheesecake in the jacuzzi. You might <laughs> That's a race against the clock right there. (laughs) Eat it quick. Eat it quick. Um, This is the game that's similar to where you wanted to be. You wanted to like the Eagles over the Jets. I want to like the Colts. I want to pick them. But, you know, as the season's kind of progressed, one thing I've kind of noticed is the Colts never really seem to beat teams the way they're supposed to and do seem to play down to their competition particularly when different halves. So the Colts have got up big and fast and, you know, a team like the Jets, and they got up big and then kind of just nothing in the second half. You seen that kind of be the MO. So I do have concerns about Houston. I'm not um, sure if you actually look at the monitor. A lot of people don't realize, when you're looking at your camera, you don't see, you know, there was one time Wes was gone. I didn't even realize he was gone. But uh, <laughs> so I'm waving my hand because, you know, this was a while. There's another while for that game. Six straight weeks now in the first half. It's been the Colts and the over. Six straight weeks. So so we're not talking about winning a bet six straight weeks. We're winning a parlay six straight weeks. Think about that. I like that. I like that. That's why I like the over in this game in general. 44 and a half. I think it's a little bit low. I think they're underestimating that Houston has been able to put up a couple of touchdowns every single week. Uh, let's move into the Detroit-Minnesota game. Minnesota favored, another road favorite, minus seven and a half. Over-under set at 47 I think that's a generous stat line because Minnesota doesn't typically score unless they absolutely have to. And I don't know how much pressure Detroit's going to put on them to score in this week. So I might go the under in that game. And Detroit has been, look, against all odds, they have kept these games within a touchdown. So give me Detroit plus seven and a half and give me the under at 47. I'm willing to same game parlay this game. Chaz, am I crazy? Uh, again, I, I mentioned the, uh, if I'm not paying attention, no, Minnesota is on the list. Minnesota is on the list. In the first half, Minnesota is 9-1 and one against the spread. In their okay. second half, in their last five, they scored 17 or more in seven, in five of six. 17 or more in five of six, but I've been on them. Actually, last week, they won a big play for me. They ended up losing the game, right? 
Right. I remember they lost the game. I don't know who they played, but I was at San Fran, baby. I had Minnesota and Green Bay on the money line, and it hit. And I went to brunch, and it was a birthday guy, a buddy of mine's birthday. So it was you know, ten of us, maybe. Nice day, really good. But you know, it was kind of hard to really pay attention, as you know. You know, when you start socializing, sometimes the sports betting gets pushed on the back burner. Um, but when I was walking to the car, I looked at my balance of my account. It was really cool to see it go a whole mother digit. So, Chris, am I crazy? The data says I am, apparently. Yeah, I'm going to go with the data on this one because I do think that the Vikings will cover. I do think the Vikings are definitely a superior team. I know Troy's been able to hang around with some of these teams. I think that luck runs out, particularly without DeAndre Swift this week. I know Williams has been kind of effective in being able to kind of be serviceable fantasy-wise but they're not going to score points with them as a running back. So I like the Vikings in this game. As for the over-under, I think it is a little bit generous, but I do think the Vikings can score the points. And don't forget Kirk Cousins is on the road this game, so that usually means that they're going to get like an extra touchdown just because of that. I'm taking you all on this week. I think I'm going to be right. Well, all right I, we get- <laughs> that's a very good point. I remember, I've been at, a, I've been at a, a sports book table, right, where two guys – would have swear on their mother's grave there's not a shot that the home team loses. And these other two guys are all in with their sister's virginity on the other team because <laughs> their opinions, and they really are. And they're what you believe that is going to happen. And what do we talk about, Dan and Chris, all the time? Live action makes that okay. You oh, could yeah. be wrong. You could be wrong. And by the end of the game, all four of you are cheering for the same thing. But, yeah, always hedge. Always hedge if you have the ability to do so. How about the Dolphins as of late? This is a team, believe it or not, right now, they're actually in the playoff hunt because of the winning streak they've been on and, you know, how mediocre the AFC's been, which also helps. But they're minus six at home against the Giants. 39 and a half over under. <laughs> 39 and a half over under. This is putrid. But I'm going to take the Dolphins minus six. I don't think the Giants are going to be able to move the ball in this defense the way they've been playing lately. Since Brian Flores has taken over to play calling, you have seen a return of the dominant Dolphin defense that we saw last year. Turnovers, sacks, a plenty. You have Mike Lennon behind a terrible offensive line. No Sterling Shepard, no Kadarius Toney. You're stuck with Kenny G and Darius Slayton. Their only hope is really uh, Saquon Barkley's back up to being 100% again. And to attack Lavoa has been playing well. And this is a good matchup for him. Give me the Dolphins minus six at home against the Giants. Chaz. So here's some, this is a good one. First quarter, if you bet the other and the Giants games in the last 10 weeks, you cash nine of them. And, and I don't know if you guys don't play first quarters. It's pretty intense, but it's really cool. I mean, really, out here, it's over really fast. I'll say that. Yeah, it's like 1130 in the morning out here and I've already cashed a ticket. It's really cool. And then, um, so here's, here's a good one. We talked about uh, Minnesota, six for six. The parlay is five for six. Last six weeks, if you bet the Giants and under in the second half, you cashed five out of six weeks. And for the game, same parlay, Giants and under, four out of five weeks. So the bottom line is, yeah, what's screaming at me is the Giants and the under. <laughs> okay. Chris, what about you? Yeah, I'm not touching this game with a 10-foot pole. Oh. One of the teams that has been playing well as well, defense, not as well as the Dolphins, but have been playing good defenses of late is the Giants. I think this game is definitely going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be very close, and I don't necessarily think the Dolphins have enough firepower to win by over touchdown. 
Oh, Devontae Parker's coming back. Am I the only one who believes in Tua Tagovailoa anymore? What is going on? I love Tua, but not enough. You got some legitimate points, but the one thing I've always told people is remember, the unders can only go so low, and then the house can't really move them any lower because of the fact that then they won't have balanced action. The house doesn't care if it's over or under. You know, they look at their number. You saw the number that came out for the last quarter. Vegas won like a crap load of money because the point spreads make everything difficult. They do. They do. Uh, Let's skip ahead a little bit because this is a game Chris and I kind of debate about off air, and I'm curious to see what Chaz thinks. You got the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Ravens are favored at minus four and a half on the road. The overrunner set at 46. Talk about generous. Definitely give me the under on that one, the way these two teams have been playing as of late. But the minus four and a half on the Ravens on the road heading into Pittsburgh, it just tells you all you need to know about where Pittsburgh's at as an organization right now. I'm just gonna take the under. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna touch this point spread. But Chaz, what do you think about this game? Uh, well, no, you, you you mentioned the under, right? Yeah. In the last nine weeks, betting unders when Baltimore was on the field, zero overs, eight unders, and a push. Like you it. go, you go eight zero oh, and one in your bets. You're gonna, you're not gonna let that that push piss you off at all. No, not at all. Not at all. Chris, what about you? Yeah, I don't know about the over-under so much, but I do like the Ravens in this game. I do think that they're the superior team. I think Pittsburgh's going to give a lot of gallant effort in a fight, but I think it's just, frankly, the Ravens are a better team, and this is a bad matchup for Pittsburgh overall. I always like to make sure we dive into the primetime matchup, so let's skip ahead to those. You got Sunday night. This game got flexed Sunday night, by the way. Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are ooh, minus ooh. nine and a half. Hold on. The over-under set at 47 and a half. Okay, Chris, go ahead. Not betting on the Chiefs. The way. <laughs> Either against the Denver Broncos, Andy Reid coming off of a bye against the Broncos, who have been very inept on offense, probably not going to have Melvin Gordon, so we'll be the Javante Williams show, and you're still not going to bet on the Chiefs. I'm not betting on the Chiefs to cover. No, I'm not. Okay. Chaz? I've learned, I've learned I bet you some colors that will back me on that one. Well, yeah, and you mentioned you mentioned the inept. I think is the word you used to, for, for the, the Broncos. But in their last six games in the first half, every game for the Chiefs has gone under. In the second half, it's six of seven, and in the game, it's five of six. So we're talking about you know it's a month and a half. So where are we? We're at the beginning of so sometime in October, a Chiefs game went over. <laughs> Do you think Denver's going to help that? I think Denver is going to help that. I, I'm taking the Chiefs to go over to go over. I think Chiefs are going to go minus nine and a half, and I think the Broncos are going to be a situation where their skill players are going to show up in this game. I think this offense is actually going to be better with Javante Williams at the head and being more efficient off of that instead of going to this two back system that they've had because they haven't been able to get in rhythm. And I'm all about rhythm on the offensive side of the ball with Javante Williams being the lead workhorse back. They'll be into a better rhythm. I'm taking the over over 47 and a half. I'm taking the Chiefs minus nine and a half. I believe in Andy Reid and this offense coming off the bye week, making the adjustments that they need. Going against think, you guys this I week. Think you're splitting those tickets. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. No, uh, that's, that's why they call them opinions. Yeah. Everybody's got them, right? Uh, Monday night. Let's cap this thing off. This, uh, right on the count of three, block that kick. One, two, three. Lock, lock that, that kick. kick. All right. The uh, t- 
Texas San Antonio is trying a long field goal. And uh, I've got the over in the second half, but I also have Western Kentucky in the second half. So I'd rather them block it and return it. Oh, you did it! It's the belly of fantasy sports curse. You, my, he's wide right. We have the power. Oh, uh. <laughs> All right, That's let's talk about let's not cut this thing off. You guys yeah. were able to influence a game thousands of miles away from your home. <laughs> it's the MD's Fantasy Football Show Voodoo. Voodoo. The juju. Who's going to have the voodoo on Monday night, though? The Buffalo Bills are at minus three. It's in Buffalo oh, I, against the New England I, I Patriots. Go ahead, Chaz. Take it away, buddy. I asked that question. If you're in Vegas, okay, at the beginning of the year, you say, I want to bet that in December, whatever day this is, the Patriots have more wins than Buffalo. Would they have even taken your money? And if they did, what odds would they have given you? It had to be 100 to 1, yeah. right? Easy. Agreed. 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 It's crazy-ass shit. Yeah, I totally agree. The AFC East is up for grabs this week on Monday night. So, again, minus three for the Buffalo Bills. They're at home. The over-under, they are not expecting a high-scoring game here. 41 and a half. Now, Jadavious White is out for Buffalo, but as I made a joke, and uh, I think it was on Thursday when I was previewing this game, that only matters for teams that actually have wide receivers that they throw the ball to. It doesn't really matter for the Patriots anyway. So, so we can kind of – Jadavious White might not be a big factor when it comes to this particular matchup. Buffalo is still the more talented team, but the more well-coached team, the hotter team, is the New England Patriots. I'm not going to take the Patriots outright, but I will take them plus three in this game because I, I can see this game being like a two-point differential between the two of them. Chris, first you then, Chaz. Yeah, that, that kind of score you're talking about is why I'm not betting on this game at all. I think that both teams can definitely keep a of winning. I think Buffalo could be the more talented team, but I think Buffalo's kind of showed you that they are really struggling with being you know, multifaceted on offense. They're still really re- reliant on the pass, and the way that you're going to beat New England right now is you're going to have to run the ball versus this defense. So I am curious to see if you know, Buffalo can match up with them, but I think this is going to be one of those ugly games. I think Vegas has got it with the over-under being set so low. I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be a low-scoring game, and therefore I think it's going to be a close game and go either way. Yeah, this is ultimately to no contest for me, but I think I have to put a bet on the Patriots plus three. Otherwise, I might kill myself trying to watch this game. So, Chess. Go ahead. What do you got? You know, I, you know what? I, I agree with everything you said. And if there's no data here, but here's how I, I deal with Monday Night Football. If I have money in my account from Sunday, and I've had a couple of good Sundays now, um, I'm playing the game no matter what, whether it's quarter units, third units. I have no problem betting a little bit because I'm from the school that um, if I'm right and I don't have money on it, the pain hurts more than if I was wrong and I bet on it. Does that, does that make sense? It does. Yes, it it makes does. Total sense to me. I hate being right and not having any action. So, uh, so, so, but I, I would lean on really small bets and then hopping on the second half based on what happens in the first half. I think they could score some points here. I really do. I didn't, I haven't looked at the weather. I haven't looked at injuries. Actually, I haven't looked at much except the data because it's CFL playoffs and NCAA conference championship weekend. I'm in heaven. Yes, you are. Before we talk about our our three-team parlay, I'm going to announce now the MD's DFS contest winner. So last week, PE Girl 09 won the Easy Sports betting date. 
We also had our drawing this week. Brian A. Killian, 86. You are the winner of the November Championship Football giveaway to championshipfootballs.com. Here's the thing, guys. I got to put this out there. Please DM us on social media at BellyFMDFFShow. I try to get a hold of people through DraftKings. If you look at the little social tab, you're going to see a bunch of little uh, Dan Mater comments there. We need to get these eSports betting data sheets out to you because you've won them. But also, Brian A. Killian 86 if you are watching or listening to this show, make sure you contact us so we can get you your championship football from Championship Footballs. I, no, I remember congratulating him. So he, he said, hey, that's me on social media. Excellent, excellent. So we'll be able to get in contact with him probably pretty easily, but he is the winner of championship footballs. So congratulations to Brian A. Killian. And now we can get into our three-team parlay of the week. Chris, do you want to start? You guys always start with me and put me on the spot. But I'll go off with this one. Um, I'm going to go with the... Ooh. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Vikings as a guaranteed lock to beat the Detroit Lions cover and spread by seven and a half. Yes. Okay. I'm going to take the Dolphins minus six against the Giants. I feel very confident they are going to be able to handle them by a touchdown plus. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay minus ten and a half. So there you go. Tampa Bay minus ten and a half. Dolphins minus six. And the Minnesota Vikings minus seven and a half for your three-team parlay bet of the week. That's going to do it for today's show, guys. I hope you all enjoyed it. Make sure you're signing up for the MD's DFS contest. Again, the link is in the comments on whatever social media platform you are watching this from, and YouTube will be promoting it out throughout the weekend. It's free to join. Again, if you win, you win one free week of easy sports betting data, along with getting your name eligible for the now December giveaway for championship football from championship football's Dot com. Make sure you check put in your lock bets. Make sure you check us out. We'll be back on Monday night for the recap show on the Sunday games. And then we'll talk about the Monday night game and the waiver wire recap on Tuesday morning. So more to come for the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Download, subscribe us on your favorite pod streaming app. Make sure you're downloading the new Amazon app for the MD's fantasy football show to be able to keep up with us and watch us on the big screen. Again, our beautiful faces blown up. What could be better than that? Everybody take care. And Chaz, as you always like to say, always be cashing. Always. Be- Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 